You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I'm your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. And I'm Jackson Crossroads, or Gordy, as I am usually known. <laughs> you a country singer? Uh, Jackson Crossroads is a person who, like everything, <laughs> every minor decision of every day, <laughs> feels like a big crossroads. Uh, wow, that sounds exhausting. For them, yeah, I think he's very tired. Uh, Tyler, your title of Crime Weaver is under some discussion. Uh, yeah, what of it? Yeah, you got some some folks saying that you have abandoned the throne of crime. Who's taking a shot at the king? Uh, Chance alone behind a lettuce, and we all know we have to watch for people hiding behind lettuces, has declared that they must replace you themselves. Interesting, interesting. So, well, I, I look forward to see what they think they can bring to the crime table. It's not an easy job, certainly. I'd like to and, see them fucking try. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, it's, it's tiresome, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I put in a lot of effort making sure that this show goes up when it does. And maybe I'm just tired. I don't know. It's been an exhausting year. Mm-hmm. Already. And, <laughs> yeah. Just this one, not even counting last one, which we didn't have a break from. Well, I just wanted you to to be aware mm-hmm. that the, the torches and pitchforks are clamoring outside your castle doors. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna like go mosey on over to Japan today. I think okay. we just survived Don Law, so I was gonna treat us with a Romanian tale, but it was really long, so we'll do that later. You know what? I'm upset now. Are you? I'm going to introduce a crime to this episode. Okay. I'm going to pick a random word that Carmen is going to say repeatedly throughout the episode as she reads the story, and I'm going to censor it with a cat meow, and you're going to have to just figure out via context what the word is. So take that, listeners. Weren't you just (laughs) complaining about how tired you are getting this? uh... Yes, and I'm going (laughs) to add additional work for the crime, for the love of the crime. (laughs) You too are a victim of your crimes. All right, um, we're going to be reading The Girl with the Wooden Helmet. Oh. Uh, and this is sourced from A World of Fairy Tales by our <laughs> friend Andrew Lang, friend of the podcast. Uh, maybe not alive anymore. I feel like we've looked this up before. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, he died in 1912. Friend of the podcast, Andrew <laughs> Lang. <laughs> he, can't, he can't come after us and let us know that he is, in fact, not our friend and does not appreciate what we're doing here. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Andrew Lang, or Long. Still have not decided. I mean, it's Lang now, again, for the same reason. Can't be right. uh, disputed. Yeah, yeah, he's not coming for us. Doesn't All matter. Right. What's his estate up to? 
Nothing. Andrew Long Estate. That's boring. All right, let's just do this story instead. I don't care about how his family (laughs) traveled to Australia once. All right. So, the girl with the wooden helmet. Are you two ready? I have no more information for this story. Sure, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. it Going in raw. I can think of a number of things that are better than wood for a helmet. Do we want to talk about that? Or do we want to read first? I don't know. You guys, I have limited control over you. Uh, great. Glue. Glue's fun. Yeah, Just like a lot get, of it. And you get to peel it off of you after you're done, like <laughs> a like a, a face mask. You do. Satisfying. Just dip, dip your whole head in there and make yourself a, a imprint of your face. Uh, now, are you? What is your definition of better here? Because I don't know that glue is necessarily more capable of withstanding. Uh, it depends on how blows. much glue there is. But also better just means more interesting. Hmm. So metal wouldn't be on, on your list of materials. About a whole pig. <laughs> you just tie it down? Yeah, just with rope tied to your head. Are we talking like full adult American bred pig? What about a family of pigs? That's a lot of movement that you have to keep <laughs> track of on top of a very thin stick that we call our neck. You just got uh, a mama and a daddy pig on your head and two little piglets for earmuffs. What if you use the piglets as pauldrons and you just do like a full <laughs> pig armor set? I mean, I'm not going to say no to full pig armor. Yeah, I like that. Seems good. The squeal anyway. male. <laughs> as they call it. <laughs> that is, yeah. That is what they call it. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to tell the actual story while you daydream about pig armor. You can certainly try. I, I will try. There was a little village in Japan, and long, long ago there lived a man and his wife. Uh, for many years they were happy and prosperous, but bad times came, as they do, and after a while nothing was left to them but their daughter who was hot, or specifically as beautiful as the morning, which I assume is a statement written by a morning person. Yeah, this is a story for morning people. Yeah, it's already... Because I want, I want nothing to do with this person. Yeah, it's it's already, like, alienated all three of us as <laughs> listeners to this tale. Uh, mornings are not beautiful. They are, no, they are quite the opposite. Uh, The neighbors of this old couple were very kind, and they would have done anything they could to help their friends, but the old couple felt that since everything in their lives had changed, they should just rather go elsewhere. They don't want any help. (laughs) I guess that's a a impetus to uh, travel or or try something new when you've hit rock bottom. All those fears of of visiting a different village go away. Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose. Um, so one day they set off to bury themselves in the country, taking their daughter with them. Now I thought that this meant that they were just going to like dig graves and hang out in those, but apparently they they did just get a house in the country because um, the mother and daughter had plenty to do in keeping their house clean and tending the garden. Uh, but their dad, because he didn't do women's chores uh, and times were bad, so he didn't have other things to do. <laughs> Instead, just sat for hours gazing at nothing and thinking of the riches that he once had. That's healthy. Yep. Kind of like my grandfather, really. <laughs> like, I think moral of the story up to this point is find something to do, even if it's chores. Keep yourself busy any way you can. 
Yeah, like, if you just sit and mull, it's not going to get better. Right. You've already entombed yourself in this house, apparently. Right. You You've might decided well you're going to die here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might as well clean it up a bit. Or, I don't know, learn a card game or something. Just, But don't just sit and stare at nothing. Learn a card trick. There are times in your in in a day when you maybe need to sit and stare at nothing just to sort of process things, but there does come a point where you are you, it is more detrimental than helpful, and it's time to pick up a broom. Sing a sea shanty. That's popular. Yeah, those are real big these days. They, yeah, they are kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> Although, if I may be pedantic, please for a moment, is that is is Wellerman a sea shanty? What 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 constitutes a, a sea shanty exactly? You sing it at sea. Okay. Well, in that apparently, case, yes, it is. Apparently, Wellerman is a whaling song. It is. It is. So. It is about uh, catching catching a whale or trying to catch yeah. a whale. So no, I think is that's that firmly a sea shanty? Okay. I think there's like I think some like Celtic folk music sometimes gets wrapped up in the sea shanty bits. Not all of that. But matches. can it be sung at sea? I mean, you, I mean, c- you could sing anything at sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you could sing the WAP song at sea. <laughs> does that make that a sea shanty? Yes, it does. <laughs> see, okay. Where else is wetter? <laughs> all right, so we're, we're learning something about ourselves now. <laughs> um, so each day, the man... Who, instead of singing sea shanties or WAP, um, <laughs> got more and more wretched until he finally took to his bed and never got up again. And again, 2020 has brought a lot of us to that point where mm-hmm. that sounds like something worth considering. But just, you know, just sweep a corner of a room just for a little bit. See how it makes you feel. Maybe this is mean to say, but I, I can't say that I miss him. You he don't. didn't do a lot. Can't say it was a great loss. So the wife and daughter wept bitterly for his loss. All right. Because. Make me the asshole, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm we going to ask Reddit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you do that. Let us know the results. Um, and it was many months before they could take pleasure in anything. Uh, one day, the mother suddenly looked at the girl. And she was like, oh, shit, she's gotten even more hot. <laughs> oh, shit. So when I'm, did that happen? I'm just curious if she has been spending the the past several months just looking anywhere but her daughter. And then, like, suddenly her head snaps over to her because, I don't know, she dropped a pot or, or something. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Beauty. Oh, damn. What am I going to do? Uh, at one point, this would have made her very happy. But they are clearly this is not that point. No, we're past the happy point, <laughs> and into everything is garbage point, because um, the two of them are now alone in the world, and uh, beauty is more likely to attract bad things than when you are two women tending a garden in the woods alone. So, like a mother, she tried to teach her daughter all that she knew, and to bring her up to be always busy, so that she would never have time to think about herself. So like a mother or capitalist system. State Farm is there. (laughs) Uh, So the girl was very and she listened to all her mother's lessons and years passed like this with nothing interesting happening. 
And then one wet spring, her mom caught a cold. One wet-ass spring. One wet-ass spring, mom caught a cold. And she didn't pay much attention to it, but it did get worse. Mm. Uh, And then after a point, she realized, oh no, death times are coming to me. (laughs) So she called her daughter in and she's like, look, I know we thought this was just a cold, but um, looks like you're about to have to take care of your own damn self. And it's a lot harder for beautiful women to just kind of fly under the radar in this world and and live life, like, quietly uh, and stay out of trouble. So I need you to go grab the wooden helmet that we have in the next room. You, you know the one. Yeah, we all know the one. We all know the wooden helmet that we keep in the next room. And I need you to put it on your head, over your brows, and keep your face in shadow. Uh, so the girl did as she was told. And uh, it hid her beauty successfully. She could travel her way through crowds without anyone looking twice. Although I assume probably if you're wandering around with like a bucket helmet on your head, people will look at you twice anyway. Just a whole reasons. tree trunk. Yeah. Just a stump on your head. Because I, like, I am not an expert in the history of fashion around the world, but I'm not sure that wooden helmets have ever been like a really common look. Or a, or a useful one, maybe. <laughs> like, I could maybe see it going down the runway at New York Fashion Week. Sure. Uh, but then nothing after that. Well, what do those people know? <laughs> I have no idea. That whole scene is very confusing to me. Uh, so her mother saw her in her wooden helmet, and her heart was at rest, seeing that her daughter had basically a bucket on her head, so she laid back in her bed and died. Her, her dreams of Buckethead Jeez. daughter fulfilled at last. Oh, it's this Buckethead's origin. <laughs> it was, he wasn't born in a coop race in a cage. Children feared him, critics rage. So the girl wet for days. <laughs> no, no, no more, no more on Buckethead. Uh, you keep going if you wanna. No thoughts yeah, on can't, Buckethead. I can't stop you. I don't have the cultural context for Buckethead. Uh, I can't go down this rabbit hole again. But just just give <laughs> give Buckethead a Google if you haven't already this year. Yeah, I mean he's probably just your, put just out your annual Buckethead Google. He's probably put out at least one new album this year already. Okay, I'll give you one nugget. He he, <laughs> he made up a a fictional theme park called Buckethead Land, which has giant robots and stuff like that. And every guest is given a bucket of pig's blood. Uh, to scrawl a message if they need help and he's been releasing albums that are like kiosks or attractions within Buckethead Land, like all themed around a different one and it's it's quite strange like a, a whole album for a single attraction yeah there's a it there's sounds... a there's a bunch of them yeah there's it like, do- like there's dozens of them a hell of a theme park <laughs> it sounds like it it would be really great if one of my crazy ideas took off like that. <laughs> like, you could make a living, like, if everyone could make a living off of the weird thoughts that they have. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a girl wet for days, mm-hmm. and she realized after a bit that maybe it's time to get go get some work, because she is on her own, and... With a wet-ass helmet. Yeah, well, a wood-ass helmet. It's, she wept in it, though. Yeah, I guess it's a little damp now. Uh, So no one was hiring in her house, so she puts together a bundle and walks over the hills until she reaches the house of a man who owned all the fields in the area. So she took service with him, and she'd labor early and late, and she'd go to bed peacefully every night, 
because she never forgot her promise and she kept the wooden helmet on her head no matter how hot it was. So that she could. fucking sucks to sleep in. Yeah. But her conscience is at ease, so she doesn't do that thing that the rest of us do at night where you just remember every embarrassing thing you ever did instead of going to sleep. Do people not all do that? Uh, apparently Buckethead is, is free of this. Because <laughs> of the confidence. Confidence and, and just the, the peace of mind that she has kept a promise. So perhaps we should all make silly promises like this and then keep them and then we too can actually get real sleep. Is that all it takes? Really? Getting enough sleep? Well, no. time to apply for another science grant. <laughs> if you make a promise to wear a bucket on your head all the time and you keep it, do you get to sleep easy? Sounds like some kind of devil compact, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then people gave her the nickname of Hatsu Hime, which... When I looked it up, didn't have clear relevance to this story on a cursory Google search. It just seemed to mean becoming princess, and I don't know what that has to do with uh, with buckets. <laughs> so someone who knows a lot more about uh, Japanese language and names and meanings maybe can enlighten us on Twitter. Uh, in spite of all her care to keep the helmet on her head at all times, uh, somehow, unspecified how, the secret of her beauty did get out. I don't know if someone started a rumor that she was just a real hottie under there, or if someone... I think had... she just said it out loud in the middle of a fucking crowd. She's like, alright, mom, I'll keep this promise, but I do need everyone to know that I am, in fact, <laughs> a tin. She she was just shopping one day, and in the middle of the uh, the crowd of other shoppers, she just shouted, I'm a straight dime under here, y'all. <laughs> uh, so many of the impudent young men that are always to be found in the world, you know the ones. Mm. I've never met such a man. Proud uh, boys. They, they would sneak up on her to try to lift off the helmet while she was working. Uh, she'd have nothing to say to them, and she'd just bid them to be off and kept up with her business. She's like, shoo away with you. Her work paid for shit and the food was scarce, but she could like barely scrape by a living and that was enough, so she's a millennial. <laughs> One day, the master of the fields happened to pass through where she was working and he was struck by her industry and probably also by the incongruous vision of a bucket on her head <laughs> and stopped to watch her. After a while, he asked her some questions, unclear what, and then led her into his house, so I guess it was an interview and she passed it, because he told her that her job was now to tend his sick wife. You tended the field so well that now you can be a nurse. Oh. Those are transferable skills. Yes. <laughs> it's close enough. It reminds me of the time that I applied to a job that seemed legit and turned out to be a weird pyramid scheme scam thing. <laughs> Where the whole goal was to own your own business and make your own logo. Oh. That operated under okay. this business of handing out flyers about um, Xfinity in a Walmart. Nice. I did have a lot of fun with their uh, their online interview questions after I realized what a scam it was. Uh, did you ever hear back from them after that? Yes, I did. They called me and tried to, like, answer some of my questions. Read the, About the shadow government? <laughs> yeah, the, the shadow organization that ran above them and got the actual contracts because it wasn't clear on their website uh, how they were reaching customers because their website was all about why you should work for them, which is not usually how a business's website is run. 
Uh, but they did apparently have real customers because they do hand out flyers for Xfinity in a Walmart. So someone's getting contracts. Just <laughs> unclear who. But anyway, their uh, their path to CEO involved a lot of similarly untransferable skills. Wow. <laughs> like I might as well have been toiling in a field and then had them come and be like, "How would you like to be a surgeon?" Yeah, you know how you're <laughs> pulling out weeds. I need yeah. you to pull the sick out of my wife. <laughs> So about the same level of business acumen <laughs> happening in this person. So it was a promotion, even though the skills didn't transfer. Uh, so she was like, yay, my troubles are ended. But the worst of the troubles was yet to come. And this is your challenge, you two. I need you to identify what of the following events of the story is in fact the worst of her troubles. Okay. Given the trouble she has... Uh, endured to this point phase. thus far yes uh not after uh, not long after she'd become uh, maid to the sick woman the eldest son of the house returned from kyoto where he'd been studying all sorts of things not clear what not important rainbows <laughs> dogs he's just wandering the streets of kyoto looking at <laughs> things very carefully smiles <laughs> <laughs> my studies <laughs> Uh, he had grown tired of the splendors and the pleasures, and he was glad to be back in the country with its peach blossoms and flowers, which are, I guess, neither splendiferous nor pleasurable. Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing here is splendid. Finally. <laughs> At last. I hate splendor. <laughs> Having been on a couple of, like, I did the co- cross-country tour of the, the U.S. where we stopped at a lot of national parks, and I also visited the Louvre once, and there is at a point a time when you have just seen too much beauty. And the you human brain can only take so much splendor. Yeah, sure. and then you just gotta go look at a peach, I guess. So that's what this guy's doing. Sure, sure. Uh, so he strolled about in the early morning, and he happened to catch sight of the girl with the odd wooden helmet on her head. And he asked, hey, mom, who is that? And why her hat? <laughs> so man, he's a poet. Give this it, man a beat. In this, in this rendition that I am telling you now in my own mouth words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who is that? And why his hat? <laughs> the, the Dr. Seussian version of this tale. His mom said, oh, yeah, it's. She just she just does that. It's some kind of weird whim. No one can get her to stop wearing the helmet. We've tried all kinds of things. She just does it. And the young man just laughs and keeps his thoughts to himself. Which is the polite thing to do. Yes. <laughs> so good on him. Mm-hmm. So that uh, is the, that's the biggest struggle she's faced yet now. Okay. It's the biggest S- trouble. So good far... Uh, so one hot day, he happened to be heading home when he caught sight of her kneeling by a stream and splashing water in her face. Her helmet was pushed a little bit to the side, so not completely off, but no longer shading all of her beauty. Uh, so he got a glimpse of enough of it to be like, uh-oh, hottie alert, time to get me a wife. <laughs> so he goes home and he tells his family of his decision to marry Buckethead. And his family is mad at him. I mm-hmm. assume because of the bucket... Maybe because of status. They don't say Maybe why. Maybe because they're... she's busy taking the sick out of the wife. Yeah, like a marriage is going to be real distracting. So instead of explaining why they were mad or why this was maybe not a good idea, they just made up all kinds of wicked stories about her. <laughs> so they just start spreading some nasty rumors. Very high school level. 
Uh, but they could have spared themselves the trouble because uh, he, I guess he knows his family well enough to recognize when they're just full of shit. Uh, he was such a <coughs> match for the girl that it never occurred to anyone that she would refuse the young man, but she did. Repeatedly. What makes him a <coughs> match? Uh, well, he's <coughs> studying dogs and... <laughs> Smiles. Oops. Like, hmm. Yeah, he's got a great smile, and I think he's I mean, hes the eldest son, so he's going to inherit all these fields, so wealth and whatever. Mm. Uh, so she felt it wouldn't be right to drive a wedge between him and his family and get everyone all fighty and, and mad, uh, since they clearly didn't want her around and were spreading all kinds of mean rumors about her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did weep bitterly over it for a long time. I don't know if she liked him for him or if she liked him for land um but she did remain firm in her refusal of his proposals that is until one night her mom came to her in a dream and told her girl hit that go get you that sweet dude man the trouble is compounding i know right uh so the next time he asked as he did nearly every day she's like all right yes (laughs) i will do the marriage the his parents who did not like the idea of this match Upon receiving word that she'd said yes, just decided they'd better make the best of the bad business. And uh, if they're going to have a wedding with someone they don't like, they're going to have a a sweet-ass party out of it. So they set about making some grand preparations. Uh, The neighbors around them said a lot of nasty things about her helmet, but the bridegroom was too happy to care and just laughed at them. So when everything got ready for the feast and the bride was dressed in the most beautiful embroidered dress to be found in Japan, the maids tried to lift the helmet off her head to do her hair for fashion, but the helmet would not come off, and the harder they pulled, the harder it stuck until the girl yelled with pain. Is this a greater or lesser misfortune? It's troubling. I mean, she's worn it for so long that it is her head now. Yeah, Yeah. this would be be medically concerning, I think. She can handle it, though. She's a nurse. Yeah, I mean, she could pull the sick out of a woman. She could maybe pull a helmet off her head. <laughs> you would hope. Uh, so that when the bridegroom heard her cries, he ran in and he soothed her and he said, It's fine. We'll just get you married in that helmet if it's not going to come off. I don't care. Making him perhaps one of the more endearing random Saul girl in a field husbands that we have encountered. Sure. Uh, so the ceremonies began and they sat together and they drank a cup of wine together. And when the cup was empty, a wonderful thing happened. The helmet suddenly burst with a loud noise like a piñata. It <laughs> fell in pieces on the ground, and as everyone turned to look, they found that the floor was covered in precious stones that had fallen out of the broken helmet. What? Which I assume is why it got stuck, and it was maybe very uncomfortable. She had fucking treasures up there like a squirrel. <laughs> hiding, hiding some shit in there. Yeah, that's what she's been doing this whole time. It's just like sneaking sneaking little things out of uh, nightstands. Sneaking little knickknacks. Just shoving them up there. <laughs> up into the bucket. Till it got stuck. And I guess too much pressure. Once the wine happened and, I don't know, blood vessels expanded. Is that what <laughs> wine does? Sure. Sure, yeah. Why and, not? And it was just the last little tap of pressure to explode the thing and reveal her crimes. Um... <laughs> But the guests were less less astonished at all the diamonds and things than they were at the sheer hotness of the bride, which is why she got away with it. Yes, <laughs> uh, 
which was beyond anything they had ever seen or heard of. So the night passed in singing and dancing, and the bride and bridegroom went to their own house where they lived until they died, as you do. And uh, in the meantime, had many children famous throughout Japan for goodness and beauty, somewhere in between the living and dying part. And that's the story. Oh, that's the whole thing. That's it. I know we just survived a Donwa, so it is kind of a shock when a story ends and doesn't just start into another one. <laughs> yeah, I through. was, I was, I was braced for something much more comprehensive. I, I expected all the children to be born with bucket heads. Now I think that does happen. At <clears throat> least one of them is. It and... doesn't say it didn't. It doesn't say it didn't, which is... And so we have room to play. Yeah. The seventh son of a buckethead has a buckethead. That's how it goes, and that's how we ended up with the buckethead we have today. <laughs> Eventually. Mm. It's an incredibly recessive gene. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, having a, a natural bucket as a head. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a rare thing, um, but when, when a buckethead is born into a generation... Um, that generation is either blessed or cursed, depending on your viewpoint. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Are you suggesting that Buckethead is Ganon from The Legend of Zelda? Yes. And there's only one Buckethead born every hundred years. Yes. <laughs> I am suggesting that now. I, yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. Yes, I think, I think it's worth it. <laughs> I think it's worth it to just behave like that is true. <laughs> now if you examine like Gordy you have a lot more familiarity with uh, Buckethead's discography uh, than either mm-hmm. of us do I'm sure uh, mm-hmm. if you examine his work can you see any evidence of like a, a mitochondrial genetic memory situation <laughs> where he is pulling from this his great ancestors experience to inspire his, his music uh, sounds like a thing he might write <laughs> Yeah, why not? I I don't know if there's direct evidence, but that has never really been an issue before. So I'm going to say yes. (laughs) We do take kind of a loosey-goosey approach to evidence. Yeah, this is not not that kind of enterprise. So aside from this being an origin story for the Buckethead that we know in our time, we could probably do a couple things to maybe fix up the story a little bit, shore up some of the holes. Mm-hmm. The key one being that we were promised that the worst of troubles were going to come after she got promoted to nurse. Yeah. And so I had some pretty high expectations of some shit happening, and it seems like the worst thing that happened to her were some uh, high school rumors being spread about her. Which which can be nasty, but... They can- they can be, but ultimately they didn't have any material impact on either her future husband's viewpoints of her or her own life trajectory. Right. She was in, in some unenviable positions. That can be seen as troubling. Like what? Well, having a bucket on her head, first and foremost. Well, that's the thing. She had that on her head before uh, she said that the worst of her troubles were, were yet to come. So it was, mm-hmm. was really just a continuation of... It's, it is a modifier of the trouble, though. Yeah. Like, it, she was in 
the unenviable position of not wanting to disrupt whatever family dynamics were happening here when she was turning this man down. Mm. Plus, she had a bucket on her head. Is that more troubling than she's living for starvation or she's working for starvation wages from dawn till till night uh, out in the hot, sunny fields, paid for shit, with very little food, and also still has a bucket on her head? At this time, well, she was a nurse, so well, she wasn't in the field anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she well, she, her for, she immediately were... forgot about that and was just now envisioning her life as if she had always been a nurse. And this is the new troubling thing. So, like, all of her, her family. She has a goldfish's brain. <laughs> her family's loss of fortune, <laughs> the death of both of her parents. The buckethead toil. The if the we boys. are going to examine her entire life as the story has, yeah. and if we are acting as arbiters outside of the story, then yes, absolutely, she is. It, her life has only ever improved. It <laughs> well, never got worse. It only ever got better. That is our job, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's not. My job is to empathize with the fictional character. Since when? <laughs> That's very noble. <laughs> You're just to, you're just trying life, to undo to see life through their eyes. You're just trying to undo the asshole label that you stuck on your own forehead when you said <laughs> I I do not miss this man <laughs> who died of depression in his bed. You realize that you put yourself in a real jerk position there and now you're all oh no, this show's never been about us fixing folk tales and trying to make them a better storytelling experience from an outside arbiter position. It's about empathizing with the main characters yeah. and making we sure see that they fully understand. Yeah. Shut your bullshit, Tyler. <laughs> in this, in this, these troubled times, I think we could all do with a little more compassion. Thank you, Gordy. You're welcome. It's good to know that there's only one asshole on this show. Uh, that well, said... I will, I, will, I will bear that mantle proudly <laughs> to fix this story because it uh, is the narrator telling us that the worst of her troubles is yet to come. Gordy, you had a follow-up? Uh, <laughs> I was saying that, that, that said, we still, mm-hmm. we still have some work to, to do on this one. Mm-hmm. But let's take a moment and respect her journey. <laughs> her goldfish bucket journey. Yes, the goldfish bucket journey. It's not easy for anybody. No. And she did it. She made it through. And she stole a lot of diamonds and got away with it. And, <laughs> That's yes, impressive. Seems, seems like that was also a thing that she got to do, yes. <laughs> Could that be an additional modifier to the trouble? That on top of all of these other problems she's having, she is also uncomfortable with how many diamonds are now pressed up against her face inside the bucket. I mean, if she stole them, that's kind of a self-inflicted trouble. Which is not super satisfying when when your story is trying to uh, create sympathy for her. I think whoever creates the trouble is irrelevant to how troubling the trouble is. I I don't know. In real life, a, a little bit, that's true. But there does come up. I mean, we've all known someone who just is sort of responsible for all of the problems in their life, and they don't learn from it. And after a while, it's just like, look, you could fix these easy, but just you take won't. the diamonds out so, of your helmet. <laughs> yeah, just stop stealing shit and putting it in your hat. 
you won't be so uncomfortable. Um, so there comes a point where, like, yeah, it just stops being a trouble you can sympathize with. I think it matters who causes your trouble. For <laughs> well, for sure. Sure, it matters, but not in the context of whether or not it's the most trouble you've experienced. Um, if it's a tight race, though, who caused it could tip it. <laughs> sure. And this isn't really all that tight a race to begin with. So I, I don't think you're sure. going to gain a lot of like sympathy trouble points by pointing out that all the diamonds in her hat are uncomfortable. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my private pool water is tepid. <laughs> now that, yeah, that that is a good uh, argument. So the lazy way to fix this is to just remove that promise because like, as a storyteller, you don't want to make promises that you don't fulfill in your story. Maybe they were just addicted to promises at that point. I get, yeah, they were like, well, you got a real start with this hat promise. Let's see what other promises we can just toss out. Um, but the storyteller cannot sleep nearly as easily as Buckethead Lady can because they didn't fulfill their promise. And That's so when they, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. what caused it. <laughs> yep. Not, so as, the, not the erosion of time on their body. Yeah. It was it, their their failure to keep a promise in this story. Is that maybe what causes aging? Not keeping promises. <laughs> yeah, like cause... Hmm, interesting. Another grant. Because, <laughs> like, think about it as a, especially as a, a young kid and a young teen, you make a lot of promises to yourself about what you're going to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. I have yet to become a cat. <laughs> sure. Um, and this is. This is a promise that I will probably never be able to fulfill, and I can feel it aging my body. You can feel your skin withering because it's not covered in fur. Right, because the the promise isn't fulfilled. Like we make all kinds of like idle promises and things, and we don't ever fulfill all of our promises. Um, no, we can't. So maybe the secret to immortality is to never make a promise you can't keep. I think. But you gotta like start young. Like you have to get that that train going when you are learning to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should start an organization that severs promises from children. <laughs> Just don't do not introduce them to the concept. For this for the sake of longevity, never make a promise. Yeah, they'll stumble into it on their own sooner or later. Uh, we haven't fixed this one yet, but we hardly ever do. Uh, so. well, what do we yeah. need to fix? Well, we need to make something worse happen to her or like pump up the tr- the the trouble that she is experiencing because probably like i kind of like that the parents were like no we don't want you to marry her uh let's make up some shit about her oh you're marrying her anyway Ugh, fine then we're gonna have the biggest cake um <laughs> but i feel like probably <clears throat> there should be a few more obstacles in the way before they just accept this thing if a, a piano key cover, she, she's messing around with the family's baby grand, and mm-hmm. it, it falls on her pinky and it breaks. She gets a hernia from the piano. Both at the same time. Is this more or less troubling than the death of her parents? Hmm. How bad of a hernia is it? <laughs> I mean, we're in control now. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. 
How much did she like her parents? Her mom made her wear a bucket. But it did help her sleep easy. It did help her sleep easily, but at what cost? <laughs> uh, let's see. Her dad took months to get over. Months? Yeah. Feel it was many like... months before they could take pleasure in anything. Her mom only took days, so the bucket did maybe have an impact on her mourning of her mother. Can we get her mom to die again? Oh, yeah. She has the dream where her mom shows up and was like, girl, get that. Uh, but then she has to watch her mom die a worse death at the end of the dream. Because a baby grand piano falls on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just a very troubling nightmare. And it bothers her for quite some time. But then she gets a wedding and her theft is known, but she's pardoned from it because she's hot. I think we fixed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid tale now, no problems. <laughs> if we really need to, we can have her have another dream where her mom appears and is covered in chains like Jacob Marley and is definitely <laughs> in hell now. <laughs> oh. Oh. And dies a third time. Yeah. If we need it. We sure could. Um, it's hard to live a bad life when you're that hot. Yeah, it does seem to... You have to work for it. Yeah, you have to try extra hard to have a shit life. Especially in fairy tale times when the hot equals <laughs> person thing was a lot more... Uh, firmly planted than it is now yes i mean yeah. it's still there it's still in our culture people are ready to hand you the keys to the kingdom at the drop of a wooden bucket if you're hot right if you're hot yeah and it's a it's it's a bummer <laughs> that that is the case not a lot of background checks in myth times no your clothes made you who you are Pretty, pretty much taken everything at face value back then. <laughs> they they, they very your, much do. Your face determined whether you were a likable person or not. And maybe over time, like, became an actual determinant factor because if you're getting... If everyone just tells you that you're a shitbag because you were born looking like an oozy trout, maybe eventually <laughs> you just start becoming a shitbag because there's nothing else really left to you. <laughs> like being... <laughs> person doesn't get you any rewards so you just like, mm-hmm. become bitter and shitty so on that note <laughs> we fixed another story yay we did it sure did clutched it out all right i hope that you were able to understand this with the apparent meows that i have been saying instead of certain actual words i have pre-decided the word and i don't think we said it enough for it to be confusing <laughs> okay. but it will be fun to hear <laughs> Um, well that's okay just a little easter egg in this one then uh so thank you for listening to this tale thank you to friend of the show andrew ling can't fight us now um (laughs) thank you to everyone who has been sharing the show talking about the show um spreading the (laughs) word like the like a disease um thank you to everyone who has reminded me what stories we have read in the past because I don't remember anymore, so mm-hmm. appreciate that. Uh, and thank you to all of our patrons for your support and your kindness and your <laughs> memes. And thank you to our top tier patrons. Mother of Rats, Lily, Becca once more rising from the swamp, Kelly, Elsie, Katarina, Tasmanian Tiger, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spag Ghost Coast to Coast, Caitlin, Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Faye, Olwen, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, Pants for Saturn Spiders, Cobus Cat versus Me 101, The Day Dude, Pyrus, Kelty, Nathan the Scott, 
Alex, Nellical Cats, Stood on a Box Ranting and Daving, Maya, Grace, Bus Devotee, High Liztis of Wimbus, Yahweh Yowie, Little Smorgasbord, Haley, Dominic, Justin, Jeremiah, Ladybug, use hashtag WhatLadybugXStore on Discord to decide, Izzy, Heather High Meow Lady of the Cult of Cricket, and Nuisance of the Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, also, Carmen, the word is good, so you did just thank them for their meow meow memes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So so happy. <laughs>